Fellowship and VIC stands for Vaccine Information Coalition. You're listening to Progressive with the most free and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which can be accessed live on prn.fm or later on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. We are so blessed today to have another educated nurse um, exposing truth, and her name is Kay Allison Shimarani. Am I saying that right, Kay? You are, and I'm actually I'm known as Kate Shimarani, natural nurse in a toxic world. Excellent, Kay. Well, I am just so honored to have you on our show today, sweetheart. And I am going to literally mute my mic. I just want you to tell your story. I, I was You were recommended by last week's guest, Rachel Seller, the forensic nurse. And we just want to let you just share your heart and your wisdom. And I'll just I'll jump in when I feel needed. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I uh, first trained as a nurse 35 years ago. And uh, I was then to go on, and as well as nursing, I then uh, had a career as a flight attendant. And in the UK, it's actually more, it was at the time, more money to be a flight attendant. And then I uh, went back to nursing. Now, so during all of that time, I'd had childhood vaccinations. I'd had my nursing career vaccinations. And then I'd had an incredible amount of vaccinations when I worked for British Airways, the world's favorite airline, but not really. I, I just would like to add here that the, the average for cancer among BA crew that flies seven to 10 years is 10 times the national average in the UK. When you consider that's one in two get cancer in the UK, that's unbelievable. So I uh, then um, had IVF to have my children. And when my children were very young, I was diagnosed with a very aggressive breast cancer and following uh, reading three peer-reviewed evidence-based studies I also was whether it was uh, a good thing or not I had private health care not just the National Health Service I actually declined chemotherapy radiotherapy tamoxifen solid surgery uh, which I, I do indeed regret the surgery now and I, I went and did the Gerson therapy the full Gerson therapy 13 juices a day fat-free, fat-free mm. sugar, vegan diet, five coffee enemas. And I did that for two years and I did not waver. I stuck to it. I did it properly. All the supplements, I did mistletoe injections into my abdomen, high-dose vitamin C, B17 as well. And um, that was to really change my life because uh, I, my ex-husband, my husband at the time, we were, we were together 22 years. He was a scientist and he said nothing just happens it's cause and effect so there began my education and de-education of everything that I'd learned in school and in nursing school and university later that I believed to be the disease process viruses the the bacteria the germ theory and um, and also all of allopathic medicine and looked at what indeed got cancer and it was quite a revelation but it was to change my life campaigning campaigning for my children and I was very much well known uh, I did a radio show a local radio show uh, for my stance against oncology the lie that is oncology the cancer industry and then of course uh, the the next big scam was the pandemic scandemic COVID-19 and um, we'd already had one very similar scam to this, which was AIDS, HIV, another innocuous virus that you don't really catch. And then they used 29 pre-existing diseases and named it AIDS. And that was the a sort of rollout of what we're seeing now. And the rest, of course, is kind of history. I became the face of the anti-vax movement in the UK. I emceed at Trafalgar Square and I became known as the most dangerous woman in Britain. <laughs> I love that title. <laughs> wow, that's 
Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. So uh, that's just amazing. And so you were able, uh, my late husband was a cancer expert and he promoted the Gerson therapy big time. Uh, he was a can like I said, for 30 years reversing cancer. Um, but anyway, so you learned just through your own experience. How long ago was that? Well, that was nine years ago. And uh, I've seen many nine years uh, colleagues. Um, my own father as well died and um, having um, I had a relationship actually I was engaged to a, a doctor of chiropractic who owns a clinic down in Rosarito and they pa uh, practice uh, all naturopathic um, on uh, cancer treatments but of course uh, it, it's all a huge lie and where we are indeed murdering people yeah. Allopathic medicine is it is done right from the cradle and uh, with vaccines. It's a lock and load system that if they vaccinate the child or the pregnant mother, you can absolutely guarantee that they are going to get cancer, autoimmune diseases, viruses, funguses, mold. And then they can sell you their fraudulent treatment and then they can kill you. And then they can dispose of you and they can charge you for the glory all the way along. It is absolutely criminal that these gangsters have got away with it for it so is. long. I know. And it all derives, I actually teach this in my presentation. I don't know if you know anything about my history, but I had to sacrifice my first little girl, Casey, back in 1999 to learn the truth about the vaccinations. But what I teach in my presentation in a couple of my slides are Dr. John as well as you might, it's finding the SV40, simian virus 40, meaning the 40th monkey virus found in cancer tumors. Congressman Dan Burton's uncovered it and everything. So anybody Absolutely. that has the polio vaccination, they have cancer cells. Exactly. Absolutely. So that's great. And, that and yeah, I, I've met a gentleman called Keith Mann, who's a big animal rights activist and used to go into the labs and rescue the animals. He was in and out of prison and he wrote the most incredible book after having um, uh, one of, I believe it was lymphoma, and then was to was to do allopathic medicine and was sent home to die basically, and is alive and well and cured today. Uh, and uh, you know, we, we see we see MRC5 from a male aborted fetus, uh, WI38, a female. These are tumorigenic uh, cells. When we see diploid, these are all cancer cells. And as we get more toxic and we become more deficient then our immunities, uh, they, they don't switch them off. And this is why we see a rise in every single cancer. Uh, and I, I recently heard uh, on an evangelical Christian show that they were saying they were waiting for the vaccine for this COVID-19. Well, you cannot, cannot be a believer in our one true Lord and then advocate a vaccine because they're, uh, even even right. the new vaccines where they're trying to, you know, they're, they're developing them using water births over in China where they're taking these 20-week fetuses out alive, dissecting to remove the organs for mm -hmm. future vaccines. And then in Sweden, you have where they're, you know, taking these uh, the fetuses, pulling them internal loss and removing brain tissue while they're alive. I mean, this is murder. It doesn't matter what way you look at it. And then to yes. then say it you is. want to use this uh, in, and to inject. What, what was very interesting for me about um, vaccines was um, going back to scripture. Uh, you know, we're told in scripture what we what we mustn't eat. And and I believe it was Dr. Macht of the John Hopkins University, author of six books, over 900 papers. And there is indeed a science award in his honor. He went on to uh, study and to prove that scripture is correct, why we should not have, uh, we shouldn't eat the eagle because it eats, it's, eats dead prey that's already dead. We shouldn't eat the bats. They have more viruses than any other mammal, and they do indeed eat um, uh, the mosquito. We shouldn't eat the swine. It, it kind of is a vacuum cleaner, eats all the garbage. We shouldn't eat the shellfish, and we shouldn't eat the fish with the fins and no scales, which is the shark. And what do we what do we see with all these things? They're putting vaccines. They put these very things in vaccines. They're bypassing our 
And they're bypassing. Yeah, they're bypassing our defenses. I actually teach this too. That you know, you know, our, our, you know, our Creator gives us defenses like fever, vomiting, diarrhea when it comes through the nose or the mouth. And what they're doing is they're bypassing those defenses straight to the bloodstream, injecting all this stuff that you're saying, as well as all the heavy metals and the witch's brew, I call it. Mm. Um, but I mean, life of the flesh is in the blood. We're literally allowing these, you know, drug companies, the the vaccine companies, um, to poison our blood our baby's bloodstream within three hours of birth with a hepatitis b vaccination it's like how how insane can we be once we know yeah i'm just so i'm just so in awe that you as a nurse yeah absolutely and and you know what i what i did do i did a a little bit of self-study um in in september when they began to roll out this year's flu the children and i uh, i'd already found yep. out that the nursing and midwifery council the governing the uk was taken over by the the government in 2001 and so it didn't have anything to do advocating for the patient this is literally a sitting killer patient and no mm. none of these nurses i don't even wear that with a bat you know belonging to that register no thank you but this is no longer a title of honor because what I discovered was most nurses, and I, and I say that with absolute confidence, do not know half the ingredients which they choose to inject into patients and that it is a weapon. So that patient is not making a true informed consent. Therefore, in a court of law, it's medical battery. Now, I began to ring up and down the UK for vaccination teams to inquire, did those nurses... Uh, know what was in the flu mist and not one thing could answer my question or how what effect that would have on the human body and of course we know that it contains thimerosal it causes encephalitis inflammation in the brain so so we have who now are are coercing patients by using um very uh, emotive language like, um, you know, people die from this. You don't want to you don't want to risk the elderly because your children are going to get flu or you don't want to risk your child if you don't have this flu vaccine while you're pregnant. So we we have nurses of the Third Reich all over again. Uh, and that was for those who, who don't know what I'm talking about in the Second World War. We hear all the time of the Holocaust and the Jewish community that were murdered. And I'm not disputing that, but one must remember that there were many gypsies died, I believe more than the Jewish population. There were homosexuals died, there were blacks that died. They would actually sterilize the black children. Uh, There were Polish, there were Russians, but there were disabled people that were murdered, even those with epilepsy. And who facilitated that? The nurses. The nurses and doctors uh, were facilitating that. These people were removed from their homes. They were placed in care. And then they were removed further away from the family so they couldn't be visited. They were either starved or they uh, they died of exposure where they were left outside. Or they were given a cocktail of lethal drugs. And it was actually the nurses who did this. And now in the UK... Since this unlawful and illegal lockdown, we've had what's called a blanket do not resuscitate. And the Queen's Nursing Institute did a study on this, which was covered by the mainstream media, where they went to these places and many staff spoke up, but many wouldn't. They were too scared. And they did uh, tell the story that these patients that were sick if they were elderly or infirm, were not being treated. They weren't to be resuscitated. They weren't given antibiotics. They were left to die. And the food and water and essential medications was removed. Now, also in the UK, on the 29th of April 2020, this year, the National uh, uh, Institute, I think it's Centres of Excellence, I might have that wrong, but it's called NICE, and it's a government body gave the nurses and the doctors in the UK the authority to remove all medical treatment, and that means food, water, and essential medications, from patients who were critical frailty score six 
through nine. And six means a patient who needs help with maybe washing and dressing, shopping. And if those patients were sick and couldn't reach their desired life goals, the nurses and doctors had the authority to remove all care. Well, I know what I call that. Mm-hmm. I call that genocide. And they will indeed stand Murder. trial for that, just like the nurses did, the nurses of the Third Reich. And this is extending to young adults and children that um, are disabled in this country, physically disabled. They were also, um, their parents were coerced into signing do not resuscitates. And they were told that if they were to get this boogeyman, COVID-19, then they wouldn't be able to be uh, physically resuscitated. It wouldn't be able to be done. Therefore, they were getting them to sign do not resuscitate. I mean, this is absolutely draconian measures that have been actually mirrored in all countries around the world for a virus that's never been purified. Part of the gene sequence was missing and it was taken off the internet. So this is indeed just a rumour. It's an actual computer virus. It's not real. That's right. This COVID vaccine is definitely the worst yet because of the an mRNA messenger RNA vaccine um, and and um, how is it over there I know here they're supposed to be requiring it for healthcare workers in two weeks what's the what's the situation well, over what's, there with what's that happened, what's happened over here is there's a Pfizer vaccine um, talking about the healthcare workers first of all our um, corrupt tyrannical prime minister who has absolutely exceeded the powers that we the people bestowed upon him when he was voted in if you do believe in a democratic society um uh, you know he's okayed yeah he's okayed this uh, you know this vaccine is out there he said that the nurses and the doctors were the heroes and we should all stay home and the nhs that we do indeed pay for and what happened was the nurses were uh, the, the public were encouraged to come out of their houses on a Thursday night and clap like performing seals. Uh, and these hospitals were empty and they were made to start, well, they were asked to sign um, documents stating that they were like gag clauses. And if they didn't sign them and they did speak to the mm. public or the press, they would face penalties. And they were getting food parcels and they were they were getting lots of discounts. Uh, some providers like Car Recovery, they were getting it free and still are. So our NHS became racketeers and they were advertising it on their website. If you would like to advertise a discount for our staff, you can advertise on our website. So right back, we have a health service. And now, of course, you know, God does indeed keep score. So uh, these nurses and doctors that are now terrified because in line for this vaccine this as you quite rightly said this is an mrna vaccine it's never been done before uh, we have about 10 billion miles of gene sequence if you were to lay out and if you took out one piece or put in a piece or even translocated took a piece out put it in somewhere else you're going to completely change that binary code of that human being that that computer program, that encyclopedia, you don't know what you're gonna get out the other end if indeed you can reproduce. And and so now we have that. And and just for your listeners, who I, I always put it in really simple terms. It goes into our body, it hijacks the cell, goes into the cell, invades the cell, hijacks the protein making machinery, that's your ribosomes, and then it begins to manufacture new viral components to train our immunity which is perfectly all right to attack these viruses what viruses first of all what is this virus it's never been purified and second when you really do begin to look behind the curtain and and the lies and deception that is the rockefeller medical system viruses are exosomes they're part of our immunity you can't catch one so what is this vaccine going to be doing it's going to be attacking our own immunity. So the nurses are all now terrified. They've approached me. Could I send them, you know, documents? And that yesterday I, I did have a, a phone call from a whistleblower. Lots of them do whistleblow to me. Um, they're talking about coming out. They want to rally. And I said, well, you should come out in uniform in your thousands. I will head it. We will march through London and let's see if the riot police come out and batter the nurses, because that's what they generally have done. 
they've come out and battered everybody. So the you know they're first, and then what they've done is they're com- they're coming down in increments, and they're saying uh, those that are most at risk, which is our elderly, our infirm. And those with comorbidities, pre-existing health conditions. Well, if we look at the flu vaccine for a minute, um, it's been proven that it makes no difference whatsoever to the mortality. None whatsoever. But it does exponentially increase your risk of dying from cytokine storm, dementia and any other little horror that you get from all of these um, um, terrible things that are inside just a flu vaccine. So this uh, Pfizer vaccine has come out and I downloaded uh, the document. And also um, in in October, the MHRA, which is our overseeing authority, and I believe the the equivalent with you is um, like the FDA is one of them. Well, our MHRA has come out in, in October and said they put a tender out for an artificial intelligence, a computer program to handle the um, huge amount of um, adverse events that they're expecting from this new vaccine, be that from death down to a rash. So Mm -hmm. they are expecting them. And yet uh, they've also given healthcare professionals a document and it states on it that this vaccine has never been tested for its efficacy against other drugs. So that means you can give a drug and it will have an effect. You can give another drug and it will have an effect. Give the two together and they could have a fatal effect. So uh, it's never been tested for its efficacy against other medications. It's never been tested against pregnancy or lactation. So breastfeeding and and it's never been tested for um, for fertility, that it can cause infertility. So now we have Russian roulette, but. This is like no other, as you've said. You can't address vaccine damage like you could, um, you know, with with the not that it's very good, but the, you know, the vaccine damaged children that I have as patients. You know, we do heavy metal, we do gut repair, and we see a, a, a very big increase in their um, overall condition. I must apologise. That's my chihuahua growling. Um, so. So you can't do that with an MRA vaccine because it's going to literally change who you are. And you're going to your, you know, it's like it's like having a genetic disorder. Once it's there, it's there. Well, I would even argue that actually that you I have seen um, I have seen some changes in genetic disorders. I've got a patient at the moment where we've virtually um, put him into puberty with Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which means he's apparently doesn't have Exxon 44. Uh, he was vaccinated. Uh, but he, uh, I found studies on it that he had a uh, a greater need for certain nutrients. Well, you would get that with a damaged gut. So again, it's the same thing with vaccines. So we now have healthcare providers, frontline workers, and they're starting with the elderly and comorbidities, pre-existing healthcare conditions. And the vaccines are due to start next week. The first vaccines were delivered today, and they're in cryo storage. Uh, it, was, it was quite entertaining, actually, because the gentleman mm-hmm. that they chose for the news segment to deliver the first batch was morbidly obese. And I thought, oh, the irony, he's delivering this untested vaccine um, that's never been done before when he's morbidly obese. And, uh, and you know, obesity increases exponentially the, the uh, likelihood of getting all sorts of diseases. And there we had... Uh, a very overweight person on the news showing this this uh, witch's potion being delivered. Uh, so uh, that's what's getting ready. Um, so people are very apprehensive. It is a bit of a wag the dog scenario in the UK. If you put on the BBC News, I myself do not have a TV licence and wouldn't watch that garbage. Um, I don't read the newspapers. They're good for <laughs> chips only. Potato, potato, we, uh, I, I think you call them fries. <laughs> We serve our fries in newspaper. So uh, that's the only thing that those uh, <laughs> things are good for. And if you don't read any of that and you do actually get out on the streets, you see that they're lying. Most people do not want the vaccine. And we now have politicians coming out very publicly and saying, we're not going to have this. And and then you have the usual 
amount of idiot uh, celebrities coming out who are probably being paid 30 pieces of silver to say they're going to get the vaccine. Of course they are in a pig's eye. You know, they're going to probably get a placebo and think we're all stupid. Uh, and, you know, and I, I also think if you, you, you'll know this, that whenever they're going to do a vaccine campaign, they're not going to make all those vaccines um, contaminated. Uh, some of them, I'm sure, won't be contaminated at all, but they are going to get everybody with a second shot. I believe personally that they will lull everyone into a false sense of security with the first round and then bring in the killer shot for the second round. Because Pfizer, you have to have a second shot. So uh, um, it's going to be quite an interesting time. I, my people shall die through lack of knowledge. Uh, created that's right. that's right. But, you know, when nurses like you and you said there's a lot of your colleagues that are standing up, too. So I think just standing up and together and, and fighting against it over there, just like here. You know, because it's getting ridiculous here. Dr. True, our co-host, actually, he he said our research, he actually said that in Utah, um, they literally are taking your tag and, you know, getting your information if you don't walk in with a mask. And the mask is the prelude for the vaccination. It's going to be, I was just telling my son this morning, I'm like, handsome, it's going to be the, the vaccine next that you have to prove before you can even walk in somewhere. Absolutely. Well, I, I personally, I don't wear a mask. I've never worn one. I will not wear um, a dirty rag over my face when there is absolutely no science whatsoever to to validate that. In the UK, it was indeed a uh, political decision. It was not science-based. And um, so I, I won't wear one. And it's not the law. And it's it's the people policing the people. It's It's literally not wearing a mask has become the new star of David for Jewish identification or the red triangle or, you know, whatever identification it was for being homosexual. It's exactly the same thing as what happened in the last big global push, which is what the Second World War was, um, the last massive try at a global takeover. And then, you know, what we see as now is uh, we don't need to get on the cattle trucks and go off to the concentration camp anymore. Our homes are going to become the concentration camps because through policy, if you don't have this mask on, if you don't have this vaccine, you can't come to work. You can't shop. You can't do this. You can't leave your house. But what people must remember is in times like this, you know, even in, in, in I, know, I know I've upset the Jewish community in the UK. Well, I'm sorry, folks, you don't own the Holocaust. Lots of people died during that time. It was all a tragedy. And lest we forget, we should always look back. And, um, you know, we had the brown shirts. They, they defunded the police and you had the brown shirts. So they followed the exact same plan. There's no difference. And we even used the same the same wording, key workers, essential workers. But it's the people who are imposing these sanctions on one another. Because this is a very small minority that are in control here. And uh, what we, you know, what the nurses, uh, what they're finding is happening is they're going to be um, policied and coerced. I was actually in, in, uh, in, under arrest and imprisoned in a police station in London. I was outside Westminster completely, my, you know, I was doing an interview with Al Jazeera TV and uh, I was being polite and I was arrested under a uh, under investigation or by a terrorist unit. This was on the 23rd of September and it was a common law that hadn't been used for 14 years. It carries a five year to life imprisonment and it was... Um, uh, public nuisance with uh, conspiracy to incite violence, which obviously there was no evidence to back that up. But what was interesting was they came into my home while I was uh, in hours with an unsigned warrant, which I just have to say, we're not leaving all this. We do now have uh, complaints in and um, I have a barrister. We'll take this the whole way. But they came into my home and they took uh, my laptop and some of my work and the warrant, what it was unsigned, as I've said, but it actually said a material re and electronic devices relating to anti-vax 
anti-COVID-19 and anti-5G. And I, I can't find anywhere where it's against the law to have literature on anti-vax. So they took my laptop and they took some uh, literature, some paperwork, where I'd written down the definition of genocide, I'd written down the Terrorism Act, but it was a book that I took notes from lectures. And, but they left my entire bookcase, which was full of books on anti-vax. HPV vaccine on trial was sitting on my desk, but they didn't take that either. So, um, you know, it, it was interesting. And that's what they'd taken. That's what they were talking about. But I always believe you're where you should be at any one time. The Lord never gives us more than we can handle. And what came out of that time in there was all of the police officers that I spoke to, none of them wanted the vaccine. All were concerned. They don't have a union. They have the police federation. And three of them, when I was being released, all said to me, um, they'd been watching the videos and the interviews on my laptop. And these were videos where I'd, I'd interviewed um, two summers ago, lots of patients that were sent home to die with cancer, or one was in a hospice, and they were all alive and well, one 30, 40 years later, and they'd all done like Gerson therapy, cannabis, uh, B, B17, they'd all done different things. But, um, and, they, they, and there was lots of interviews with Dr. Kaufman, Dr. Tenpenny, Dr. Napute, there's lots of different interviews on there. And um, it was it was interesting because, of course, that's when I learned the police, the police are frontline workers and they don't want the vaccine either. And um, but of course, while ever the police are standing there thinking they're going to get their salary and they're going to turn on their uh, fellow citizens because they are indeed uh, civilians in uniform of the people for the people acting at the behest of a tyrannical government then it's almost karma. You know, you cannot turn around and batter the public for standing up for human rights and to protect their children and then expect that you're going to get out of it scot-free because they're not. They're going to get the vaccine. So I, uh, I believe it was myself who began the chant, choose your side, when I emceed in London. And indeed, they should. They should be on the side of what is right, and justice right. and civilians and you know do they want their children uh vaccinated with this no they want they don't the ones i spoke to don't so unless people all stand together and rise up against this it's coming like a freight train It is, and I think really it's gonna it's gonna take the line has to be drawn, and I think when it comes to where they're they're being forced to take it is when they're gonna stand up and resist. I mean, so many there's been a lot of people. I've been fighting this fight for 20 years now, waking up people to what I had learned the hardest way possible through the death of my first child. That's um, terrible. And and there's a lot of people that are up now. I am so impressed with you, Kate, that you are. You know what your the knowledge that you have, and and I'm just blown away with how you're putting it all together. <laughs> this is Thank mind you. blowing. Are there many others like you there? No, <laughs> uh, I no. have a, a very good colleague who I am sure would be only uh, too grateful to come on your show, uh, Dr. Kevin Corbett, no. who I'm is a nurse, and uh, he, uh, Dr. Corbett was. The nurse on the very first inaugural AIDS ward in, in England, and he witnessed the murdering of patients, and it was murder, uh, deliberately giving them treatment, knowing it would harm them. He spoke out against it, and he also witnessed our own uh, police force in London. He worked there giving drugs that weren't prescribed, which is against the law. That would make them drug dealers. And he's spoken out against that. And um, he's just authored uh, a paper that has gone, uh, one of the co-authors worldwide. And he's just written the most incredible thing um, that was picked out, where he explains about the virus itself not being purified. And the PCR test, because, of course, that was part of his PhD, his doctorate. 
so we work together and together we, we are, um, you know, he does his thing. And I, obviously I do my naturalness in a toxic world, which is more, you know, about reversing disease naturally and, and also exposing what might be the cause of that toxicity. And I cover everything from makeup to food to environment to water. But together we are called the medical revolutionaries. We expose the lies. We reveal the truth. And we have wow. people come to us and give us testimonies. And some of them are very harrowing. You know, I have um, uh, parents from a Great Ormond Street who have come to me and told me how their children have been uh, uh, murdered and have been, I would call it, um, uh, willfully negligent. And these children have died. We've had elderly uh, patients and the relatives have come to us. We've had the falsification of death certificates where they are falsifying the COVID-19 because, as we know, money changes hands. And we've even had staff come to us, uh, psychiatric patients come to us. And um, so we've began this quest. And what we've, um, for, for me personally, and, and I'm sure there's no one greater than yourself who's, uh, I, I, I can't even um, begin to, I can only empathise with and even that isn't enough with what it must feel like for you to lose a child I don't think one ever gets over that ever uh, I know what I'm like when one of my cats dies and that's enough um so <laughs> I, I can't imagine I think you I do have friends well I can tell died. you Kate, the, the biggest or the best thing I can say to you or the how I've survived is her mausoleum says God's dearest angel on it I mean I jumped in father's lap and uh, literally, it was so clear that she was here to accomplish what he's used me to accomplish the last 20 years, um, funding the independent researchers. I mean, there's a whole thing here. I, 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 you know, it's funny that I, I thought you were a different person. I, Rachel told me about another nerd. I didn't know that you were who you are. It's just so amazing how Father just throws things in my lap like this. And I am just so honored right now <laughs> to have oh, you as you. our guest. And well, I thank you for having me on. It's I totally would love yeah and definitely anybody anybody that you know would be interested in being on the show we'd love to get them recorded i mean uh, progressive radio network gary Knoll, he's been supporting me for 20 years now and he uh, puts it up on a pod bean we encourage people to download it pass it out make cds um so we can get this information out and that's what needs to be done for these you know mostly for the children the well, victims to absolutely. me are the babies because you and i have that Absolutely. And, and what I was going to say, the, um, the medical revolutionaries, my, my pain, if you like, we always have a pain. What is our pain? What is our driving pain? And my driving pain is that um, we, we have been deceived. And in the UK, you don't own your children. You only have parental responsibility for them. And we have these things, the, the 1989 Child Protection Act, the 2004 Children's Act, the Safeguarding Act also have the Gillick competency, which allows a child uh, over 11, 12, to, to consent for themselves. They can consent to a vaccine, but interestingly, they cannot consent to not have a vaccine. So they don't really have autonomy. They only have autonomy if it's in favour of this poison. And my point was that we have all these children in care, in the care system in the UK, right from the minute they're born, up to 18, certainly some of them up to 22, that are going to be vaccinated and lied to uh, and, and not given a true informed consent with this vaccine. So they're going to be, um, it doesn't matter what way you look at it, no vaccine ever proven safe, no vaccine ever proven effective, no two vaccines ever tested together for their efficacy. Therefore, they go against the Nuremberg act because it's an experiment and if anyone listening wants to argue with me please do drag me through a court of law to argue that one i'd like nothing better <laughs> let's get it all in freedom of information bring it all out let's take the lid off it and expose these gangsters for the murderers that they are because no matter what way you look at it when you inject a child you are shortening that child's life because all this poppycock about we're living longer, we are not living longer. And we certainly aren't living healthier because all of the patients I see, by the time they get to 40, they're on endless medications. 
or they'd, you know, I, I, I took a whole year of going around graveyards, not because I'm morbid, but because I found it fascinating that people that were born before 1920 ended up living till they were, you know, in their 90s and many of them over 100. When you start getting beyond 1920 and you start getting past the Second World War and then you get to the point where more and more vaccines are coming in and more and more toxins, these people are all dying now in their 70s. And in the Bible, it says we live to where 120. The Huns are in the where they don't have cancer. They live till they're about, give or take a year, 120 years old. And, so, and even the Inuits, you know, the true Inuits, they eat only meat. Uh, so it's not that, that you know, it's that, you know, they're plant based. But what they do eat is they eat the caribou and the caribou grazes for thousands of miles and they eat the stomach first, which is full of the grasses. And what do grasses have in them? The, the, the nitrinicide, the B17. And we know that B17, what did God say? Genesis 121, everything you need, you shall find in the seeds of the fruits of the trees. And we have B17, which we know will kill cancer. Uh, and then it filters through the liver and, and, and it's converted into B, B12. And also it regulates blood pressure. It's analgesic for pain and it's antiseptic. So, you know, we are not living longer. We are living much shorter and we're very toxic. So be under no illusion. These vaccines are not there. The ones that are on the market that are created now are not there in any way, shape or form to save your child. You don't need, you just need to have a clean environment, clean water, cut down on your electromagnetic radiation. Think about even before you're pregnant, those eggs, get yourself in the best condition and certainly breastfeed till that child is at least two. Um, but, you know, these vaccines, they're no different to a gun with a bullet in it. There's no difference. Absolutely. Compounding toxicities. When you have some time, I want you to go to our our treatment link on our website because my late husband, he just passed away last year because of abusing steroids in his 20s, I found out. But he was brilliant, Gary Tunsky. Um, he has a CD, What in the Cell is Going On as well as he wrote a book and a CD called The Battle for Health is Over PH that we're promoting. And we've kind of taken, my sister Miriam and I have taken his wisdom and continued um, what the, you know, the wisdom father gave him on reversing not only cancer, but every disease. And his What in the Cell is Going On CD, he, what, what father really gave him the wisdom to understand is because the body's made of trillions and trillions of cells, when they malfunction, we malfunction. So every, you know, 10,000 plus different disease labels by the drug companies, they're all the same. They're the cells malfunctioning. And every one of them, all the labels, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, whatever it is, um, the cause of every cellular malfunction is compounding toxicities and compounding insects. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, me they're definitely metabol metabolic diseases where you just are so toxic exactly. and so deficient, you can't rally exactly. immune response. Exactly. And we actually promote my husband's foundational cleanse that I've actually changed on the manual to now our creator's first and foremost 21 day cellular cleanse to reduce that toxic level and give the leaves of a trees for the healing of the nation. So it's a raw diet the whole 21 days. And it, I mean, we see even ALS go away. Lou Gehrig's yeah, disease. I, you know I mean, what? I've it's seen amazing how the body. It is. I've seen, uh, I've seen tumors disappear. I've seen, uh, I, I've just seen my friend's son with, um, he had the Duchenne muscular dystrophy, which isn't metabolic, but, but what we did was uh, we weaned him off. Uh, he, obviously, he's twin, just turned 20. He, he wanted to do this. Weaned him off the steroids. He hasn't grown in 10 years. He's the size of a nine-year-old. And uh, yeah. he's just grown six centimeters. He's hit puberty, his feet have grown a whole size, his voice is broken. And that was because they gave him steroids from age two, even though there's only studies for three months. And his bones were brittle and he fell over and broke his femur. And the doctor said his bone would wow. probably not ever heal and he would never be able to wait there again. He's in a wheelchair. I just watched him walk all around his living room tonight with his Zimmer frame. 
That was June mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So, yeah, hallelujah, well, absolutely. Yeah. And we put our hands well, on him and we prayed as well. We prayed for healing. But, uh-huh. you know, these, uh, all of these diseases, uh, like you're saying, all of these degenerative diseases, uh, uh, they all improve. I've, I've seen it firsthand. And, you know, when we go back to, uh, it's crazy, multiple sclerosis. What does that mean? It's Latin. It means multiple scars. They're just telling you a description of exactly. it. But I read one They're study. Telling you what it is. I, go ahead. I was going to say something else. I, I go read ahead. one study and at autopsy, all damaged myelin sheath tested positive for Epstein-Barr virus. And of course, yeah. I know that Epstein-Barr virus is in hepatitis B vaccine. And what do we see police officers, police the officers get a lot of? MS. That's right. Another, yeah. But even all the labels, my husband used to teach us in his presentation, and now I'm kind of doing it for him. Even the names of the of the the labels that they give us: hypertension, hyper's high, tension's pressure. So yeah, you're, you're saying that hypertension causes high blood pressure, <laughs> I know, it's or, so, or fibromyalgia, pain in the muscle. <laughs> I know, it's so crazy. And, and the biggest one for me um, is, you know, as I was saying with COVID nineteen, is that. Yeah. It was what they did with HIV was unbelievable. That's why you had Mm -hmm. healthy people. They would just test them. So you had these people would present because they were gay. They would test them Mm -hmm. and they took together 29 pre-existing diseases, called them AIDS. The CDC renamed leukocytopenia. What's leukocytopenia caused by extreme toxicity? And this was in the 70s. You know, they were partying, doing drugs. And we know yep. that uh, semen, when it's uh, in, in, in the body where it shouldn't be, is very toxic. And, um, and so these They guys, experimented with the gay community, yeah. They did. The hepatitis B vaccination. Yeah, mm-hmm. with, a, with a manufactured one. But, that, you know, in this country, so what the treatment was, these guys would present with a chest infection. And instead of saying, well, they've got a chest infection, just like everyone else could get, oh, they said it's because of their AIDS. And they would give them septrin, massive doses, intravenously, mm-hmm. um, and it would wipe out their bone marrow. So these people were killed. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's absolutely, absolutely shocking. And that's what we see now with this, you know, this boogeyman putting people on a ventilator. But I, I, I even, you know, even when I began to read about Spanish flu, I mean, that blew my mind. We had um, the people coming out of war. They were already deficient in zinc. And zinc is required by the mast cells in the lungs. And they'd eaten lots of canned food, and that destroys the zinc. Then we had the soldiers who were given experimental vaccines. Then we had um, radar. Radar had been invented, being used, and all the radar operators were getting very sick. And for those people that did make it into the hospitals, they were the, the ones that died. That was where the majority of the deaths came from. Now, you had those outside of the hospital wearing masks, died of bacterial lung infections. But the bit that was interesting for me was the ones that died in the hospitals, which was the majority, they were given a new experimental drug. By, and it was owned by Bayer, but it didn't have a license yet, but it would have had the animal studies, so they would have known. And they were given 1,400 milligrams of this drug every hour for 12 mm-hmm. hours. Now, the patients died of wet lungs and hemorrhaging. They died of fluid in their lungs and hemorrhaging. And what a surprise. What was that they gave huge doses every hour for 12 hours? Aspirin. What does yeah. aspirin cause? The same symptoms with Spanish yeah. flu. So I'm sorry, but your COVID-19, in that new vaccine, it's squalene. And squalene was added to the anthrax vaccine. And a lot of those, uh, those uh, military guys, they died of heart attacks at very young ages, uh, deep, deep venous thrombosis. They died of clotting, disseminated intravascular coagulation, clotting all over their bodies. And so one particular document at the time of it being written, there'd been just over, this was during the Gulf War, just over 600 deaths in, in Iraq, um, 200 and something deaths in Afghanistan. There'd been over 3,500 uh, military sent home with injuries in combat and over 14,000 
military personnel sent home because they were so sick. And they tried to say, um, oh, it was only them because of the depleted uranium in the soil. But many of the ones that were sick uh, didn't even go out to, to Iraq and Afghanistan. They were sick just in America and in the UK because it was the anthrax vaccine and it affects their clotting factor. So it makes all their blood clot. Now, what are they telling us about COVID-19? What they do is they give you the symptoms that match the side effects of the vaccine. It's evil genius. Um, oh, we've got COVID toes. We've got all the clotting. Now, the 80 patients in Italy that they said died of COVID-19, they were all autopsied and they were all elderly. They had comorbidities, underlying health conditions. But the one thing they all had in common was they were given last year's flu vaccine, which had four right. untested influenzas, H1N1 in it, highly pathogenic. And they all died of disseminated intravascular coagulation. They died of a clotting disorder. They didn't die of, of fluid in their lungs. I mean, this is so what they're doing is they're they're just doing it all again. So to put squalene into this vaccine, knowing I, you know, well, it's going to be genocide. It's going to be murder. And that's what we've done with the minister who is the under she's the undersecretary uh, for the minister for children and families in the UK. Vicky, Young. Mm. we've served her and we've served our prime minister. We've served them a document um, asking them to stop this. And we gave them a 48 hour period to to do this. They didn't. So now we have another document to serve them and we are going to hold them accountable for genocide. And of course, genocide carries no time limit. OK, listen, we're running out of time now. Are you available next Monday? Oh, I'm just lucky. I've got my day in time. Just we need to continue quick. this. We've only I mean, had 53 minutes. We need another 53 and maybe another 53. <laughs> Are you available next month? I, I will, I will just let, me, uh, let, let me just have a look. What date is that? So it's got to be. Uh, we, from today would be the 14th. I can do the 14th uh, for you. What time would you like me to do? Uh, um, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time or 2 p.m. Eastern time. Same as today. So what time was that today? Was that 8 p.m.? UK. Yeah, it's the same time as today. My show's every every Monday at two uh, two p.m. Eastern time. Perfect. If you want to, we have we have so much, have so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, if you want it, and I can give you an update on on what's going to happen when uh, yes. these nurses are faced with someone coming at them with. You know what's really interesting? They're even training eighteen-year-olds who are about to go to university to do the vaccine. Can you believe oh, it's pantomime? Oh my goodness. I, it's insane. It's insane. But I've got to close now. Um, definitely email me to all the people that are interested in um, being on the show. We'll get them lined up as well. We're going to all stand up and expose this. We have so much more to talk about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you is all I can say. I've got to close welcome. now. I love you. <laughs> thank you. You're, very You're listening to Vic Fellowship. Yes, thank you. You're listening to Vic Fellowship, and our shows can be accessed on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 800-939-8227. If you have any questions about today's show, you can call the voicemail line 862-800-6805. Leave your name, your question, and let's no, it's for our What in the Cell is Going On radio show. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth, and yeah, bless.